Hi class, this is your instructor, Skylar Huff. So we're still here in, in chapter 9. Now we've moved on to the way in which we get this excitation-contraction coupling, meaning the sliding filament theory, along with how the contraction cycle occurs. So the first thing that has to happen, of course, is we must have this action potential. So the action potential generated, of course, now is going to travel across the sarcolemma. So as it propagates along the sarcolemma, it has to go down into those T-tubules. So as it gets down into the T-tubules, what will now begin to happen is, of course, the calcium ions have to be released. So the release of calcium ions, of course, will be going across the triads to cause those voltage-sensitive tubules to change shape. So the change shape occurs because of the calcium ions which were released in the terminal cisterns of the sarcoplasmic reticulum, then of course allowing the calcium to flow into the cytosol. So as the calcium gets into the cytosol, they will then bind to, of course, our regulatory protein on the thin pigment called troponin. Bearing in mind, we have TNI, which is the inhibitory subunit that binds to actin, the other being TNT, which binds to tropomyosin, our blocker here. And then, of course, there is TNC, which is what binds to the calcium ions. So now that we are here, calcium class will bind to troponin, which changes in shape. So as it changes in shape, it will expose those binding sites for myosin, meaning the active sites on actin, which, of course, are those thin filaments. Keeping in mind, this only occurs as those calcium levels rise to, of course, reach that level. So once that does occur, the contraction shall begin, meaning the myosin heads will bind to the active sites on actin to form those cross bridges, and, of course, contraction occurs, i.e., this class will pull, I repeat, this will pull, allow it to slide, meaning the sliding of those thin filaments class toward the M-line, all because of the tropomyosin, i.e. the blocker was removed as sufficient calcium had entered into the cell. So, at this moment class, those thin filaments, as I say again, slide as long as adequate ATP is there and present, because ATP is required for the movement of, of course, each of these components, meaning the myosin head to attach and allow the actin to slide toward the M-line. Keep in mind, as each cycle does occur, the myosin head will take another step by attaching to another actin site further along the thin filament, allowing the contraction cycle to continue. So there you have it. So just keep in mind, as the action potential ceases, those voltage-sensitive tubule proteins will return to their original shape. Of course, that will close the calcium channels, the calcium ion channels, and of course, it will go back into the sarcoplasm reticulum. Thereafter, the calcium levels in the sarcoplasm will fall as the calcium is continually pumped back into the sarcoplasmic reticulum via active transport. So, without calcium, the blocking action of tropomyosin is restored, and the myosin-acting interaction, i.e. E., the contraction cycle, the cross-bridge class, does not occur. It is actually inhibited and relaxation ensues. So each time an action potential arrives at the neuromuscular junction, these events of the excitation-contraction coupling, i.e. the contraction cycling, they do indeed occur. So please keep in mind and review this entire process thoroughly. If you have any questions, as always, let me know. Enjoy your studies and have a great day.